0: Hey, and welcome to the Wine After Work podcast, bringing you the perfect balance between unwinding from a hectic day and exploring the captivating world of careers and entrepreneurship. Hosted by Bryce Batts, co-CEO of Career Collective, a seven-figure AEC recruiting and coaching firm here to share exciting stories, expert tips, and intriguing conversations with industry professionals. So grab your favorite glass, kick back, and join us on this delightful journey. We're glad you're here. Cheers.
1: Carrie Conley has been helping entrepreneurs with finding their vision for more than 21 years. What she has found is that without a clear big vision, people are never able to make it past their fears, fears of stepping outside their comfort zone, fear of failing, even fear of success. Too many people die without ever achieving greatness. And Carrie believes you are meant to achieve the greatness and purpose you are put on this earth to do. Hey, Carrie, welcome to the Wine After Work podcast.
2: <laughs> I'm happy to be here, Bryce. How are you?
1: I'm great. I know it's too early for wine and, and very early where you are.
2: <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> I was going to say it's a little early for that, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> later, later on. Later on. <laughs> I know you've been helping entrepreneurs find their vision for over 21 years, which is pretty impressive. So talk to us about just some common challenges or roadblocks you often see people face when it comes to defining their life's vision.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I started doing this well over 30 years ago um, because when I was in my late 20s, I was wanting to become an entrepreneur because I was newly married and I knew we were going to start a family soon and I wanted to be able to work from home. Um, I just didn't know what that looked like. So my first mentor said to me, you know, Carrie, you can create your life to look however you want. You just have to get really clear on what that is. And so she encouraged me to, you know, take a day and with some paper, legal pad of paper, because this was the 80s, you know, it was way before iPads and all that. <laughs> um, I got really clear on what I wanted my life to look like. Um, you know, what kind of mom I wanted to be, the relationship I wanted to have with my husband, where we were living, where we were traveling. And I noodled a bunch of ideas around being an entrepreneur because I didn't know really what direction I wanted to go. Um, But for the first time ever, out of my head popped that someday I wanted to teach people about the importance of having a vision and goal setting, right? Um, So a few years later, I, I jumped into the industry of network marketing and did that while I was raising my kids and learned a lot about the importance of having a vision, especially if you're an entrepreneur. So to name a couple of the obstacles that you asked me to name, one is that there can be a lot of up and down, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some days are great. Other days you want to quit. Yep. This day, so, So what happens with that roller coaster is most entrepreneurs are super inconsistent. They'll get on top of it for a little while and then they get, you know, hit a roadblock or something takes them down, maybe they get rejected and decide, I just don't, I can't, I can't do this today. (laughs) So when you stop and start like that, it kills your momentum. Right. It also is really, really challenging, especially for new entrepreneurs to have really strong boundaries around their time. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, especially female entrepreneurs, because they tend to say yes to everything. And when you have a really clear vision, Bryce, it's really, it, it becomes kind of like your uh, your navigator. So I'm super clear on what I'm going towards right now. So all of the decisions that I make every day either line up with the vision or they don't. And so more times than not, I say no to things because they just don't, it doesn't align.
1: And I learned from a coach early on when we started our business, Career Collective, If you have that big vision and you know what you're working towards, it makes making those big decisions so much easier.
2: So much easier.
1: Like, oh, it was like a light bulb. I'm like, yeah, if it aligns with that, then, you know, great. If it doesn't, then it's a no. Right. And boundaries are so important. And sometimes you might not, you know, put those boundaries up, but you have them anyway. Like, I, you know, I have to leave at a certain time each day to pick my kids up. My husband drops them in the morning I'm on afternoon duty, so I have to stop. So I think I manage my time well, so I can get, get things done. But in the beginning, I also carried a lot of guilt because I have a business partner with no kids. So yes, I would leave, but I would feel guilty about it. Right. Like I should be there longer. I should do this. And the no. ships were
2: killing me and getting right. so much stress. And such a waste of time, you know,
0: yeah.
2: uh, because we waste so much mental energy on that. But I'm going to tell you, you know, my kids, of course, now are way grown and out of the house. And um, uh, that guilt is so ridiculous because the time that you have with your kids, Bryce, is so short.
1: It is. My oldest is going into ninth grade and I'm already like four more years. That's all I got.
2: That's right. Yeah. Because once they hit college, (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, just it's got to be, you know, OK, so, you know, but you have a bit, vi- you not only have a vision for your business and where you want it to go, but you've got a vision, a vision like I did of your lifestyle that you want to have, the family time that you want to have. Um, so, you know, feeling guilty on either end, whether you're feeling guilty about leaving the job or feeling guilty about leaving your kids, mm-hmm. it's, you, know, you, you just manage your time the best you can. Yeah. Right.
1: That's so true. Yeah. Um why do you think it's so essential to have this big vision for personal transformation and for overcoming that fear?
2: Yeah. So I don't know about you, but when you become an entrepreneur, you go through a lot of personal growth. Yeah. Um, so when I stepped into network marketing, I was with a company called Arbonne, which you're probably familiar with. Yeah. Um. There was so many opportunities for personal growth. As I was growing up the ranks, I was building a team. I was becoming a leader, sometimes a good leader, other times not a good leader. Um, You know, I got to a point I was I was when I jumped into the company, I was ranking up really fast because I had some really fast goals that I wanted to hit to replace my job so that I could stay home. And when I was about a year and a half in, I was this close to earning the Mercedes, which is a big deal in the company. And in one month, all three of my key leaders left. And it took me out for a little while, I'm going to tell you, because I took that very personally, and I had to swallow my pride and realize that a lot of it had to do with me. Um, You know, a lot of times, my family and friends were not my biggest supporters. That was challenging. Mm So. How you get through all those barriers and all that personal growth that you have to go through, which is painful, is that you have a vision that overrides that that barrier. So when people ask me, how did you get through, you know, raising my kids, building two businesses, because 10, 12 years ago, I stepped into being a speaker and a a coach um, and all of that. And I said, it's because my vision has always been bigger. And if you're not. Not going through that personal growth. You're you're stagnant. You're not, your dream's not big enough. Yep. Right.
1: And how do you keep reminding yourself of that vision so you can stay on track? Because I think you have to recommit every day to what it
2: totally. is. Yeah. Especially on the hard days. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have it written every year in the month of my birthday, I will rewrite it. Mm. Um, not much changes because it was mostly a lot of vision around core values, which really don't change, um, the path and the end of the vehicle may change. Like for me, for me, it was over 20 years of network marketing. And then, like I said, 12 years ago, I stepped into, um, speaking publicly and, and coaching business coaching, um, another part of my story that I'll bring up now is that in the past 10 years, I've lost both my husband and my son.
1: Mm, um, I'm so here. sorry.
2: Thank you. So, um, you know, what reminds me of my vision every day is that I am super clear now of a bigger mission that I'm on Bryce, you know, for many, many years, it was helping women learn how to, you know, sell so they could make money and stay home. Like I was, uh, then it was business coaching and teaching people how to run a money-making business instead of an expensive hobby. Now I'm super focused on teaching people about the, the importance of vision because they need the hope in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know suicide is a big thing my friend and unfortunately it's a really big thing in young adults who I'm really focused yep. on now yeah um, so it's become way bigger than me and on the days that i doubt my vision i have people to remind me i've got a team i've got team carry behind me right now that will you know on days where i'm going okay so why are we doing this <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I can see. this is why this is what you
2: told me right. this is what we're doing you sure I'm thinking about getting my real estate license
1: <laughs> yeah it seems like you've always had a really big why even when your kids were young um, yes. so that's awesome you know it keeps you going and and what about those people who say I don't know how to define a vision they don't even know where to begin
2: are there specific exercises or strategies you recommend Absolutely. Um, and I'll give you a gift to give to your listeners when we're done. Um, it's a workbook that I created, um, year after I started speaking called vision is victory, and it's actually a workbook that will help them walk through writing it. But here's in a nutshell, what I do, um, I get people to take a day like I did away from everything, phones, kids, distractions, everything. Um, Better yet, if you can go somewhere, like physically go to like your favorite, like for me, it's the beach. (laughs) So, um, you know, wherever you can really feel very connected to God, uh, source, universe, whatever, um, get a journal, legal pad of paper, something to write with. Don't type this, write it. okay. and I want you to date it at the top as if it's three years from that day. Mm. And then after that, write how old you will be and how old all your family members will be. Cool. <laughs> like you were just saying, right, so you're, you're you're already seeing three years from now, you've got a kiddo that's going to be getting prepared to get it out of the house, yeah, so what I get people to do is put themselves in that day and write out in detail in every area of their life what they are envisioning it to look like as if it is that day, right um there's there's seven f's I use. What's your faith life look like, or whatever that means for you. What does your family life look like? Your friends? Uh, your fitness and health, your finances, your field, which is your career and the area of fun. Right. No, this is good. OK, I can't wait to. Yeah. Do yeah. And make it big and beautiful and, and as detailed as you can, because, you know, God loves detail. And, you know, this is all what what I was doing it when I was 28, doing this, Bryce, and now doing it all those these many years with thousands of people, not knowing until I started learning about manifesting. Right. Is that you're just oh. going. You're putting out there what you want to create and you can create it no matter what your circumstances are right now.
1: Yep. I totally believe that. Yeah. Writing your story and transforming your life is a key aspect that you emphasize. Can you elaborate how um, our personal narratives and stories we tell ourselves impact our ability to, to really pursue the vision? So
2: when I get people to write out this vision letter, um, as if it's three years out. And I, sometimes I do live workshops where I literally have the time to have people write it there. Um, like I'll give them a good 45 minutes to an hour to literally start writing. And when I bring them back from writing it, I ask them to tell me how they're feeling. And they'll tell me things like, wow, this is so fun. This is exciting. It's inspiring. I can, I can see a." light at the end of the tunnel, right? Uh, I kind of know what I'm going after now and I can reverse engineer this to one year goals, goals, six months, all the way down. The next thing I ask them is to tell me what they heard themselves saying when they were writing it. Mm -hmm. And this is where the narratives come in and most of them are not good, Yeah. (laughs) right? I don't see how this can possibly happen with the way my life is right now. You don't understand my circumstances. You don't understand my lack of support. You don't understand the debt that I'm in, um, the adversities that I've been through. A lot of doubt, uh, low Mm self-worth, lack of confidence. Um, There's just a lot of narratives that aren't serving us. So the biggest thing we have to go to work on is we have to start setting goals on how we're going to change the narrative our mindsets have to change. Right. This is the biggest barrier to why people don't hit their goals that they set. Yeah. They'll set a goal, but they don't go to work on changing the obstacle that's going to keep them from the goal. Yep. Right.
1: You're working on mindset a lot. And it sounds like you like them to set short term and long term goals. Correct. And we all know, you know, I think it's pretty prevalent. You can get to a certain place and then start self sabotaging.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And self-sabotaging because you fear you're doing something wrong or self-sabotaging because you feel like you're doing it all right and you're succeeding, right? There's a fear on both ends. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So we'll set limitations on ourselves because we feel like we only deserve it to a certain level.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The more that I've learned about this and the more that I've done the work on myself, which it's constant work in progress, because you'll get through one mindset breakthrough and then there'll be another one. Yep. <laughs> Right. And if there's not, again, you're not dreaming big enough and you're not evolving and growing. I think right now I'm dealing with some of the hardest mental stuff I've ever worked on. And it's because my mission has expanded beyond my own knowledge.
1: Let me just pause for a moment here. If what we're discussing today is resonating with you and you're thinking about elevating your own professional journey, I'd love to chat with you about career coaching. Whether you're looking to pivot into something like a new business or job, or you're simply looking to enhance your leadership skills and strategic thinking, head to mycareercollective.com forward slash coaching. And let's work together to bring your career goals to life. Again, head to mycareercollective.com forward slash coaching and reach out today. I'm looking forward to connecting with you Here's to your professional growth.
2: I'm leaning heavily on a couple of people right now. My coach and a a gentleman who's helping me build this community for young adults because their knowledge and their processes are way beyond what I've ever known,
1: Mm.
2: trusting them to, to get me through this.
1: That's great. Yeah, I think it's important to have always have a coach, you know, yeah. if you're a coach, you need a coach <laughs> or therapists need therapists. Yes. Um, but what do you say to somebody who's like, who says, well, why can't you be content? Because I'm the type of person I'm always pushing for more. I'm always pushing the boundaries. I want the, And it's not that I'm not content, but I, again, I have a bigger vision. I see where sure. it can go. And I'm like, I have this vision for a reason.
2: Right. Yeah. How do you answer that question? No, that's a a good question because sometimes people will challenge me on that saying, well, I'm grateful for where I'm at. I'm happy. I feel very blessed. And I say to this that, you know what, you should be and gratitude is a big part of mindset. Be grateful every single day for what you have, regardless of whatever your circumstances are, because happiness and gratitude are a choice. Mm -hmm. Always. Um. And I'm not saying don't be content. I'm very content. But the problem is, is that I'm not going to say there's a problem. I just know. I know two things. One, some people, yes, are just they they know they've reached their mission. They've made their biggest impact that they can make. And they are they are happy, truly happy. But if I really challenge people on that. And they tell me that I'm saying, are you really saying that because you really believe that? Are you saying that because you just fear going after it? Mm -hmm. Really, you've got to be, you know, really honest with yourself about that. And I think a lot of people will use that content thing as a crutch.
1: I totally agree. I had a colleague once who he was doing so well that I could see how much further he could go. And he's like, well, I'm happy. I'm really content. I'm grateful. I'm like, those are all good things. Right. And also want to do more. Right. You know, I'm like you, that I feel like the fear is holding a lot of people
2: back. Yeah, always. And that's why you have to have people like I do, you know, just helping you stay the course. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm sure you have tons of success stories, but can you share one of someone you've worked with who's experienced significant personal transformation through the power of vision
2: and goal setting? So like I told you, I've been doing this now for about 12 years publicly, and some of my very first clients um, are the ones that I see now years later going beyond what they even envisioned. I'm thinking of one in particular right now. This was a young woman that she showed up at a networking, uh, a, a woman's networking lunch in one day, Bryce. And the speaker didn't show up that day. So the the, the facilitator decided just to have like a roundtable discussion. And so we each got to talk about who we are and what we do and what we specialize in. And everybody in the room knew that I was very, I, I, they call me the vision expert, right? Mm-hmm. I help people get their vision out of their head and onto paper so they can execute. So they go all the way around. And there was one woman the left at the table, the first time ever networking. And out of her mouth, she says, uh, my name is Sally. I work for the government. I have a great paying job, but I hate my job and I want to do something completely different. I just don't know what that is. And thank God a lot of those people knew me at the table. They all pointed at her and then they pointed at me and said, you need to go. (laughs) (laughs) So she became a client of mine and we were figuring out, okay, what are some areas that you are super passionate about that you want to now speak and coach on? Um, and at the time, it was teaching people how to be better, better um, stewards of their money. Mm-hmm. She was a young woman who had gotten herself out of massive amounts of debt and knew how to teach that. Um, now she's been on many, many stages. She's emceed a lot of events. She's uh, her own podcast host. Um, you know, she just really embraced it. And just now I go to her for advice because I launched a podcast a year and a half ago. So I'll call her up and say, Hey, I need your advice. (laughs) So it's just, it's kind of fun to see how they, how the, once you step into understanding how important vision is in your life, you are stepping in on going for a ride that you're not even going to see how far it's going to take you. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun.
1: No, it's really cool. And in addition to defining a vision, you know, what are other factors or practices you consider crucial for individuals looking to achieve greatness and live a purposeful life?
2: No, yeah. the second most important thing is your power of association and the people you surround yourself with. Ah. <laughs> um, I do an exercise uh, when I'm on stage. and I'll do it really short, right? So getting people to think about the five to 10 people they spend the most amount of their time with. And to actually rank how those people make them feel when they're when they are actually with them.
1: Mm.
2: Now, your nines and tens are the people that, again, like I said, team carry. They're the ones who are reminding you how great you are. They hold your vision for you. Um, They're probably a little bit further ahead uh, than you are from where you want to be. So they're somewhat mentors. You can imagine the people that are on the opposite end of the scale that you rank as a one or a two, (laughs) you know, just five minutes with them and they suck the life right out of you. Right energy sucks. Yes. So the only people who should be what I call in the front row of your life are the nines and tens. Anybody below that, you need to start removing them from how much time you spend with them and start putting other nines and tens in that front row. Right. So I have people in my world that are um, just really big celebrity type speakers, bigger stages that they're on. And so they are the ones that I go to and allow into my life to give me advice, remind me who I am, Um, you know, we just have to be so, so careful who we hang around with and who we let talk into us because a lot of people aren't going in the direction that we're going.
1: It's so true now, you know, I've heard this probably a lot of people have heard you are the sum of those five people you spend the most time with. How do you spend time with better people? Are you paying to get into those rooms? Are you joining masterminds? Are you listening to podcasts? Like, what does that look like if the people around you right now are not helping you? Yeah,
2: Yeah, all of the above. (laughs) Um, I get on stages so that I can be around the other speakers who are on those stages. And um, I use my powers of association to help me get there. I do network. And some of the networking groups that I'm in, I do pay to be in them because um, when you pay and invest in those kinds of groups, you get a whole different layer of uh, committed people. Yeah, right. Um, I I listen to podcasts. I read books um, have discussions. I will go on trips quarterly with people that I know are also moving and growing in some of the best ideas and collaborations happen for me again, when I go on those beach trips, Bryce, and we're just hanging around the pool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, especially when I earned all my trips with Arvon, cause I earned a lot of them. Um, you know, so, uh, the best relationships were built when we were on those trips, hanging around the beach together.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's when the light bulbs can go off. You're outside of the office. You're, you know, thoughts are flowing because you're open minded. You're relaxed.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's a good time just to get to know your team as well.
2: Yes. Yeah. So I will physically travel to go to events if I need to. And I think that's something else we should mention that I think a lot of entrepreneurs, um, especially the new ones, don't do well as they don't invest in themselves enough. Mm-hmm. They're worried about the money going out versus the money coming in. And I get that. I totally get that. Um, there are seasons where you've got to invest to go up. Yeah. Right. I so, think a lot
1: of us who have made those investments, you've invested in a coach or a mastermind or something. You're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm about to spend this amount of money. <laughs>
0: Yes,
2: and
1: it's scary at first, but then yes. you look back and you're like, it was totally worth it. I found yeah. the money. It yeah, all made sense.
2: Yes, yeah. My first business coach that I had, I paid her. You know, with that, what then I thought was just, you know, a huge amount of money, right? But she said something to me that I would never forget, and it was so true. She said, "Carrie, investing in me means I'm going to teach you." how to go get that money back and 10 times more. Mm-hmm. And she was so right. And I actually ended up becoming a business partner of hers for a little while.
1: Oh, that's very cool. Yeah.
2: Worked out well. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well,
1: what advice or words of encouragement do you want to share with the listeners who may be feeling stuck or uncertain about their own vision and purpose in life?
2: Well, I'm going to, again, encourage you to, because I, I'm going to ask you, do you have a vision? Because when I network, I ask people two questions. Do you have a vision of what you are growing and where you are going and what you really want? And most people will look at me and say, yes, I think I do. But the next thing I will ask them is if I were to ask you right now, do you have this written out as if it's three years out and you've got some goals set in a timeline with dates on it in detail? Do you have that? And you can imagine 99.9% of the time they tell me, no, I don't have that. (laughs) So that's the tipping point is you've got to get that done before you can actually set some real goals, right? If you don't have that, your goals aren't anchored to anything. So it has, you've got to take the time to write it out and not be afraid to write every single thing that you dream of, even though right now you don't see the how. The how shows up, Yeah. So right? Most people think they need to see the blueprint or the how first before they will actually sit down and write the vision. It doesn't work that way.
1: I was going to say, a lot of people get stuck on the how, even if they're trying to manifest or just dream big dreams, it's like, well, how will this happen?
2: Yeah, I did not know when I was 28. Remember, I told you I wrote out a whole bunch of ideas, not knowing what I really wanted to do. My background at that point was in marketing and advertising. So I thought I was going to stay in the industry and be like a freelancer or consultant, right? Um, then I wrote, some, I wrote some really odd things. I wrote, I want to be with a company where there's a lot of great women leadership, I want to be maybe in an industry around health and wellness. Maybe mm-hmm. skincare, question mark, right? I knew nothing about Arbon at that point.
1: But it's so crazy looking yeah. back and then seeing that come to fruition. Right? It was very I, specific.
2: I was specific. I wanted to travel. I wanted to earn trips. I wanted to make residual income. I just didn't know the vehicle yet. But when it showed up, it was like, Bam, checked all the boxes. It was yes, 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 yes. Right. So you got to get really clear and really specific on what you want because it will show up and then you'll know.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, not a question I had um, considered asking you, but you mentioned you're working with youth, you're working with them because we're seeing suicide rates go up. You know, I just listened to a podcast about this and how. This was happening at a particular college where it was like one kid every month and they did not know how to deal. Why do you think we're seeing that now?
2: Oh, girl, we could do a whole <laughs> day workshop on that. Um, if you ask them and I do ask them. um well, I'll give you one example. So, when I go into the studio to rep- record my podcast, Bryce, there's some young adults that run the company, and they have a new intern that actually sits in the room with me while I'm recording. He's 21. And Hi. so, in between interviews, I asked him, you know, what's going on with your generation? Tell me what's happening with you guys. How are you feeling about your life? And he said, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure from schools, from our teachers, from our parents from the outside world, um, what we see on social media, um, pressure in every area of their life. Number one, money, huge, huge amount of pressure. Mm
0: -hmm. Number
2: two is to achieve, right? Get the right job, even if you don't love it. (laughs) Um, Relationships, so much pressure coming at them at a very early age. Now, if you research The statistics on suicide, Bryce, you can find numbers starting at five years old. Mm. Um, It's just there are so many things surrounding them, obviously. And now we've got, you know, add on drugs and alcohol, uh, mental illness. Yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah, a lot.
1: It seems like such a big shift. And I you you might know this, but I'm like, why? Why? Where has the shift come from? Why is there so much more pressure now? And the only thing I can think is we have phones, we have social media. You know, what else has changed?
2: I don't know. Like well, I think over the past several decades, few decades, we have had a parenting shift in being very achievement driven. Mm-hmm. And you know, wanting our kids to get the best grades, be in the accelerator programs, do all the sports. You know, there's been a lot of focus on that. And I'm hoping that that's starting to shift. Um, I think the schools also do that. Um, You know, there's no focus really. It's starting to happen now where there's, there's, and I'm I'm, uh, aligned with some of these organizations where they have curriculum now that they're bringing into the schools. To teach the, the kids about purpose, vision, why they matter, following their own part, right? Yeah. Um, so, but it's going to take us some time.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I think, like you said, so many people think they have to follow a, a prescriptive path. I've got to get good grades got to excel at sports, got to do all the extracurricular things. Then I have to go to a good college and I have to get a good job and then I'll get married and then I'll have kids. But if that's not what you want to do,
2: right. you don't have to do it. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if you realize this, um, that young adults right now are backing away from dating as much. Um, getting married is much further down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just, they they will tell you that they get out of college, get get the job. Um, and they just, after about a year, Bryce, are looking around going, this is it. Yeah. This is my life. This is what I've been preparing for all my life. Yep. And they're not happy and they don't know how to change it. And they're scared to death to make any changes for fear of failing, mm. um, how people will see them. Yeah, it's and they're very isolated from each other. That's another problem. They're very lonely. Yeah. Very lonely.
1: Well, I'm glad you're working in this space to make a difference. You know,
2: this is taking time. It's taking time to create the community, um, figuring out what I'm going to bring them into, which we're going to launch in the next month and how that's going to look. So that's awesome. Yeah,
0: it takes. Yeah.
1: I can't wait to follow that journey. Yeah, for sure. It takes time, but you're making a difference. Oh, thank you. thank well, you. Tell us about all the free resources on your website. I know you mentioned the three-year one, which I want to do because I have a vision board that I look at often. It's just on Pinterest and I'll add things okay. and then I'll delete things as they happen. But I've never written out like a full vision statement and looking three years into the future, um so i'm really interested in doing that
2: all right so i mentioned my first book it's called vision is victory and it's an actual workbook it's very simple like almost a five-year-old can do it bryce which is the point (laughs) um i actually use the visual of using an ice cream cone right so um your three-year vision is your big scoop on top and the cone underneath takes you into one-year goals six month goals, 90 day goals, all the way down to the tip so that the tip becomes whatever daily action you're taking lines up with everything else. Mm, right. Love that. Um, so to get the free ebook, I'll, I'll give you a link that you can actually uh, post when you uh, air this, but you can also text the word victory all in caps to 26786. And it will, that will download the book for you. And it will also land you in my my email database, so you'll get my weekly newsletters.
1: Awesome! Yeah, All right, good. Well, I'll be following along. I'm gonna text Victory. I want to do the 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 workbook. Uh, sounds amazing. Um, Any other social media places we can find you? LinkedIn Everywhere. or okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> all it's the places. LinkedIn. I have a Facebook group that I also invite people in, which is called Visions Victory. Um, so you can find that, join that. There, we're starting. That's where we're starting to build the community um yeah all the things my podcast is called moving through and beyond and it's on apple spotify everywhere
1: awesome oh well carrie thank you so much really enjoyed the conversation thank you i enjoyed it too Okay, before we wrap up, just a quick reminder, if you're thinking about taking your career to the next level, and liked what you heard today, don't forget to visit mycareercollective.com forward slash coaching. I'm here to help guide you and support you on your professional journey. Thanks for listening. And I hope to connect with you soon.
0: And that concludes another engaging episode of the Wine After Work podcast. We hope you enjoyed your discussion today and learned something new. Remember, there's always more to explore when it comes to your career. So until next time, raise your glasses high and may your evenings be filled with delightful sips and enriching conversations. Cheers, and we'll see you soon on the next episode of Wine After Work.